Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Hello everyone, welcome to today's session 2 of Renew Your Mind. I hope last week was great. I hope last week was awesome. I hope you learned a lot concerning the righteousness of God, how it is linked to his nature, how it is linked to his, you know, his requirements in the kingdom. Okay, so last week we spoke about righteousness. Okay, first of all, righteousness as the nature of the king in the kingdom. Okay, then the next one, righteousness as the standard of the king in the kingdom. Okay, and uh, today too we are continuing with the same um, issue of righteousness or um, the righteousness concerning, you know, God and also concerning us. Okay, all right. So let's let's take let's take our time to you know uh, say a word of prayer. Okay, unto um, the Father, unto our King. Okay, before we proceed with today's session. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said in the book of Jeremiah that thy words were found and I did eat, and thy words were the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. O Lord of hosts, Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickened, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Father, today let us receive life, let us receive food from your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. So we also have another one eye again to fellowship in the word of God. Okay. All right. So if today is the first time you are joining us, okay, um, on this session, that is the Renew Your Mind session. Okay. Then last week we spoke about um, uh, righteousness, okay, concerning the nature of the king, okay, and righteousness concerning the standard, okay, of the kingdom, okay, within which we are abiding. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And then we also, so that is, we spoke about the, the righteousness, okay, in relation to the king as his nature and then as his requirement and standard, okay, in his kingdom. Okay, very good. So, um, we also proceeded to um, um, righteousness concerning us, okay, concerning us as citizens of the kingdom of God, okay, Concerning us, you know, living in the kingdom of God. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And we spoke a lot. Okay, so concerning us, we realized that, you know, we cannot stand in the place of righteousness all by ourselves. Okay, so God put in a person, okay, a person called Jesus. Okay, the Son of God. Are we okay with that? Okay, the Son of God. The Son of God. Okay, and um, it's the mystery. In the kingdom of God, how that the Father is a king, okay? The Son is also a king. The Father is Lord, the Son is also Lord. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So if you see that I am calling the Father the king, and I'm also calling the Son the king, okay? There is there's no difference. Are we okay with that? Okay, even though it is distinct, okay, but there's no difference. Are we okay with that? Of course, if we go to the book of Isaiah chapter 9, everything. Okay, that is called that the that, that you know uh, we call the father. Okay, the prophet also called the son the same name. Okay, Isaiah chapter nine verse six says that for unto us 
a child on, is born, and unto us a son is given. Okay, and it says that his name shall be called, his name shall be called what? The Wonderful uh, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wow. So if he called the prophet, called him the Everlasting Father, yet he is a son that was given, yet he is the son, okay, of God. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So it is something so beautiful, something so beautiful. Are we okay with that? Something so beautiful. So in the kingdom, the Father is a king, okay, or the, I don't use a king, but the father is the king and the son is also the king, okay, there is something very beautiful I want us to read from the book of um, Psalm 2 okay, let's read something from the book of Psalm 2 we'll read something from Psalm 2 and then we'll also come to Psalm 84, so let's go to Psalm 2 Psalm 2, okay, so I'm reading from um, Psalm 2 the Bible says that the King James Version why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cause from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall love, the Lord shall have them in derision. He said, Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So this is the father speaking, okay, to the nation. And he's saying that he has set his king upon what? His holy hill of Zion. And here, this prophecy is concerning the Messiah, who is what? Jesus Christ, okay? And he's called the king, okay? All right. Now, let's also look at Psalm um, 84. Psalm 84. Sorry. Psalm 84. It was a prayer. Okay, that the sons, okay, of Korah, okay, or music, okay, preferably. It says that Psalm 84 from verse 1 How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Is that, yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine orders, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. So here, the psalmist, okay, very good, okay, all the sons of Korah were calling the Father, my King and my God, okay. Now, this is the beauty. Most of the times we try to, you know, we try to, you know, try to understand the Bible with our minds. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. When you try to do that, okay, it becomes something that is very difficult. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. It is with our spirit that we receive. So when Paul was praying for the people of Ephesus, he prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of the understanding being enlightened. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So it is with the spirit that we receive. Okay, revelation is not taught, it is caught. Are we okay with that? Revelation is not what? It is not taught. It is caught. Okay? And it is with the spirit that we catch the revelation. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So, if we don't learn how to exercise our spirit to receive from God, are we okay with that? Okay, because the Bible says that what? God is a spirit. Okay? And they that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. So, every form of worship, in, including studying the word of God, which is even a worship, we must do it with what? Our spirit, not our mind. Are we okay with that? So when our spirit 
receives it, it illuminates what our mind, okay, to perceive that which our spirit has received. It doesn't begin with our mind first, it begins with what our spirit first. Hallelujah. Okay, very good. So God is a king. Jesus is also what? A king. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is also what? A king. Are we okay with that? Okay. That's so beautiful. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit in the uh, book of Second Corinthians chapter 3, I think the verse uh, 18, and it says that, which is the Lord, the Spirit. Are we okay with that? Which is what? The Lord, the Spirit. When you uh, read from the NASB and then the AMPC, are we okay with that? Okay. So we are going to see that here we'll call Jesus, the King of the Kingdom, and then the Father to the King of what? Of the Kingdom. Eh, of the Kingdom, sorry. Okay, so last week I spoke him. Okay, I spoke him. Wow, alright. Let me do what is due. Let me just quickly do what is due. I thank God, okay, for for granting me this um, this opportunity to speak here. Okay, it is by His grace. Whatever gift that I have, okay, it was Him that granted him, that granted it. So I just want to thank him so much. I just want to thank God so much. And secondly, too, I want to thank my father in the Lord, Apostle Kisby J. God Singh, okay, for this opportunity for me to share, okay, in this particular vineyard that God has given to him, okay, and also to serve. God wish bless you, Papa. Alright, so we quickly continue. Okay, so what I'm saying is this, that, um, that we spoke about Jesus Christ, okay, as the righteousness of God. So, if you have not, okay, if you have not listened to last week's message, after today's uh, message, you can go back, it is on Facebook, it is on YouTube, okay, so you can go and listen to it. We spoke about uh, the nature of the king as righteousness, and the demands, the requirement, the standards of the king in the kingdom, okay, as also righteousness. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Then we also spoke briefly about the fact that um, there's another part of righteousness in the kingdom, okay, where it is about alignment and reconciliation because we spoke that Adam was given a kingdom, okay, but Adam lost that kingdom, and by him losing that particular kingdom, all that followed after him, okay, were, were, were in a state of what dispute between, you know, the king and then the, the lineage of Adam. Are we okay with that? And, and we can see that whole story. Sorry, we can see that whole, you know, that whole discussion by Paul in the book of Romans chapter 5. Are we okay with that? We can see that whole discussion in the book of Romans uh, chapter 5. How that by the, by the offense of one man all sinned. Okay, so all that followed him, okay, became aligned to the king of the kingdom. Are we okay with that? Okay, so God by his, by his own, you know, by his own means had to set up a means of reconciliation, okay, and he set that up by means of what righteousness, okay, and through that came through his son. So we read um Second Corinthians chapter five, okay. I think we began from verse seventeen, okay. Very good. We spoke about the new creature and how that uh, God set Christ, God was in Christ, reconciling the, the world unto Himself. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So the King was what in His Son. Are we okay with that? Who is also a King? And he's reconciling through his son, okay, the, 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 the people that love the kingdom unto himself, so that now the people can become what? Citizens of, of, of that particular kingdom, okay, which we term as the kingdom of God or the kingdom of what? The kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Alright, so today we want to proceed, okay, we spoke about uh, Jesus Christ, okay, as um, a means of reconciliation. By virtue of righteousness, 
Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And then we also spoke about his advocacy. Are we okay with that? Okay, so advocate is the legal term. Okay, there's somebody. It's more of like a lawyer. Are we okay with that? It is more of like what a lawyer. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And all of these are aspects of the kingdom of God. Okay, so we spoke about um, the advocacy of Christ. Okay, and we quoted from First John chapter two. Okay, from verse one. Okay, the Bible says that. Okay, I write unto you, little children. Okay, that is sin, but if any man sin, he have uh, an advocate, okay, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good, perfect. All right. Now, today, too, we'll look at um, Jesus, okay, as righteousness, okay, in the kingdom, in reference to uh, something we call mediation and mediator, okay. So, let's quickly go to the book of um, uh, First Timothy. Let's go to First Timothy, First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy two. Okay, so I'm reading from First Timothy chapter two from the English version. It says that I exhort therefore that first of all supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and Honesty, and he said that for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. He says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Okay, the man Christ Jesus, the man Christ Jesus. Okay, very good. So here Jesus stands as a mediator. Are we okay with that? Okay, and I will, we will not have time to go into. This aspect of mediation, okay, because this mediation deals with the priesthood of Christ. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Okay, it deals with the uh, the priesthood of Christ. I'm sure we'll go okay further in this in this particular topic. But if there is anything, okay, that uh, uh, um, Jesus is Jesus is a mediator. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And this mediation, okay, has to do with this priesthood. Are we okay with that? When we go to I'm sure we'll go into the the, uh, the matter of priesthood, okay, in relation to the kingdom of God. I'll be okay with that, okay, because in the Bible, uh, I mean, in the book of Revelation, okay, which is actually a book in the Bible, okay, the in Revelation chapter one, okay, the Bible says that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto God. He has made us what kings and priests unto God. Are we okay with that? Okay? Very good. And in the book of First uh, Peter chapter two. Okay, the Bible also speaks about the fact that we have a holy priesthood and then a royal priesthood. Okay, by virtue of the holy priesthood, we offer up spiritual sacrifices. Okay, by virtue of royal priesthood, we show forth, okay, the marvelous works of God who has called us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of what? Light. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And and the Bible says that which uh, we were not his people, but now he has made us his people. I'll be okay with that. Okay, very good. So Jesus, by his priesthood, okay, has also made us priests. And all these things are, are in relation to the kingdom of God. I'll be okay with that. Okay. And when we go back, okay, into the Old Testament, when God um, took the people, the people of Israel out of captivity into, okay, into the promised land. I'll be okay with that. Okay. Very good. On the Mount Sinai, when, okay, when he declared himself, he called the people for them to become Okay, a kingdom of what priests unto him, a kingdom. So we realize that what God was designed right from the beginning, right from the time that he saved the people was what? Was kingdom. 
okay? And the manifestation of this kingdom was to be dominion in all the earth, okay? After this righteousness, okay, we are going to do what we call the kingdom series, okay? And we'll talk about the kingdom within and the kingdom without. Wow, I'm sure you will, you will really be anticipating for that, okay? All right, so let's proceed. So, we are talking about Jesus Christ, okay, as a mediator. And I'm saying that when we come to the priesthood of Christ, we will go deep into the matter of what? Into the matter of, uh, of, of priesthood, okay? We will go deep into the matter of priesthood. Glory to God, okay? Very good. All right. So, I said that the mediation of Christ deals with his priesthood. So, when we come to the place of priesthood, we will talk about that, okay? All right. So, let's talk about another thing again that... Uh, Jesus is to, is to us, okay? So Jesus is also an intercessor. Have you okay with that? Jesus is what? An intercessor. Okay, very good. And all this, all this came as a, as, 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 you know, as Jesus being set in the kingdom as what? Righteousness for us. Now, one of the things that I don't want you to forget in your life that Jesus is your righteousness. Okay, Jesus is your righteousness. And it's on the legal basis, okay? It is in relation to, you know, um, the fact that we were disaligned from the Father. And he came, you know, last week I I brought in or I chipped in a particular story, okay? An illustration for us to really understand how that a child has done something in the house, in the family, and he has run away, okay? And he has run away, okay? Very good. And then there's a dispute because of what he did. There's a dispute between him and his father, so he ran away. Okay, and then there is this uh, elderly brother, okay, that that came to settle the dispute between the father and then what the son, okay, very good, perfectly. And I perfected the story that it was even the father that told the you know the elder brother to go and search for this younger brother to bring him back home, okay, very good. All right, you can go back and listen to that particular message. You will find that illustration inside, okay, very good. But when we go to the book of um. When we go to the book of Hebrews, okay, the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, Hebrews chapter 7, okay, Hebrews chapter 7, let's start from verse 23. The Bible says that, and they, and they truly were many priests, okay, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death, okay, he's speaking about the Aaronic priesthood, how that there were so many uh, priests after the order of Aaron, but these people could not continue their priesthood forever. Because death had to stop them at a particular point in time. Okay, so the Bible says that, but this man, because he continued ever, had an unchangeable priesthood. Okay, so one of the things, when we come into the kingdom of God, okay, in relation to what? Righteousness, we are going to find something called priesthood. Okay, in order for this righteousness to be maintained, God set up a particular priesthood. He set up an advocacy. He set up a mediation. So, always, okay, know that every time those things are spoken about, about Christ, as Christ as our intercessor, Christ as our advocate, okay, Christ as our, our, our high priest, all these things are in relation to the matter of righteousness. It is in relation to um, the matter of alignment of citizens, uh, sorry, uh, citizens, okay, to their king in the kingdom. Glory to God. And so, if we don't bring these things in, 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 in the aspect of what? Kingdom. We are going to find ourselves what? Wanting. Okay, very good. So, let's continue. So, wherefore, he is able to also, is, uh, wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto 
God by Him. Wow, that is the righteousness. This priesthood is based on righteousness. That, that comes to God by Him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? I am the only way that righteousness can be established between the Father and His children, between the King and His citizens. Okay? And the Bible says what? It said, He's able to save to the uttermost. Okay? That comes unto God by Him. Seeing he ever needed to make intercession for them. Oh, wow. So, by virtue of um, righteousness, okay, Christ has been made what? A high priest, okay, that is able to intercede for us because he, he, death cannot, death cannot end his priesthood. Hallelujah, okay. When we go to the book of um, Romans chapter 6, are we okay that the Bible says that and Jesus Christ died, uh, 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 died once, will die no more, okay, died no more. Okay, instead of, he died, in that he died, he died unto God once, but he, in that he lived, he lived forever. I'll be okay with that, okay? You can go to uh, Romans 6, okay? I'm sure, um, from verse 8, okay, from verse 8, okay, we can go to look at it. Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, the book of Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, yeah, beginning from verse um, from verse 9, it says, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Okay, very good. So in that he died, he died unto sin for once, but he liveth for God, he liveth unto God forever and ever. I'll be okay back here. Very good. Alright, so because Jesus Christ is not able to die, okay, his priesthood Okay, concerning you know the matter of righteousness, okay, the righteousness of what alignment, alignment dealing with the matter of what righteousness, he he's ever there to make intercession for us, okay, so that if there is a matter, okay, as we proceed on, we are going to see that you know there is an aspect of righteousness, okay, that deals with our work. Are we okay with that? Okay, so if there is maybe a fault between this work. Uh, sorry, if there's a fault with this work, or maybe let's say something like you do something, are we okay with that? In the kingdom, or you you make a mistake, are we okay with that? Or you do a mistake, are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Uh, what we are saying here is that because Christ has been set as your righteousness, okay, by virtue of what priesthood, are we okay with that? He's able to what make intercession for you so that that righteousness can what restore that alignment can be restored. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, God richly bless you. Okay, all right. So now let's proceed to the the next thing. Let's proceed to the uh, the next thing. Let's proceed to the next thing. Okay. So we are looking at the the next thing as um um Christ. Okay, Christ is our righteousness because we have received His nature. Okay. All right. Christ is our righteousness. So now Christ became our righteousness. By alignment, okay, and it is. I said it is a matter of what relationship. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Uh, last week, okay, but this time it is not just. He is not just our righteousness by virtue of restoration of what relationship through mediation, through intercession, through um, um, advocacy, okay, and through priesthood. But is also our righteousness by virtue of what nature he gave us his nature. Okay, he gave us his nature. Okay, so let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. It's one of my best chapters in the book. In the book of Romans. Okay, 
and also in the Bible, Romans chapter 8, it says that there is therefore now no more condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And it says that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. He said, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. And he said that, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, okay? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay, so the Bible says that for for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Is that because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Is that so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Is that but they are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. So here. Paul calls the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God. Okay, is it that the Spirit of God dwells in you? He said, Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So Paul called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God and called him the Spirit of Christ. Then, if any man does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I'll be okay with that. Okay, very good. Now, when we go to the book of 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 5, the Bible says that, and so it is written. The first man was made with a living soul, but the second man a life-giving spirit. Are we okay with that? So this Christ who is sitting down in the heavens as king, when I quoted from Psalm 2, okay, the Bible says that God has set his king upon his holy hill Zion. So Christ is seated, okay, and this Christ, okay, is now giving us his spirit daily, not just once. Are we okay with that? Not just once, but daily. Okay, daily he gives us his spirit, the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is given to us daily. Are we okay with that? Which is the nature of Christ, which is the nature of righteousness. Are we okay with that? This nature of righteousness, which is in Christ, okay, is given to us by God giving us the spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, all right, so let's quickly look at this too. I'm sorry. Let's quickly look at this too. Um, in the book of Galatians chapter four, 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 Galatians chapter four. All right. So I want to start from um, verse one. It says that now I say that there, as long as is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. But it's under tutors and governance until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the element of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son. God has sent forth the spirit of his son. God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Wow. And look at it. He said that God has sent forth the spirit of his son onto your, into your heart. Okay. Crying Abba Father. I said, Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Wow. Awesome. So, we realize that the Bible speaks about the spirit of the son. 
Okay, and the spirit of Christ, which is the same spirit, are we okay with that? We the same as the Holy Ghost, which is the same as what? The, the, the spirit of God. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So, by God sending the spirit of Christ, okay, into us, by God sending the spirit of His Son, He brought us into the place of sonship. Are we okay with that? So that the life that Jesus Christ lived on earth, we can live that very same life because now the nature of righteousness has been given to us. Are we okay with that? And this nature of righteousness, okay, makes it possible for us always to be in alignment with the Father. For us to be always be in what? In, in relationship with the Father. Because we spoke about righteousness as, also as what well, the demands of the Father, the standards of the Father. So if we keep on breaking those standards, if we keep on moving away from those standards, we find ourselves that we are going to, we are going to find ourselves what? Uh, 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 um, disaligned, okay. Let me let me use that word in in, in quotes, okay, okay. Or uh, uh, out of alignment. Are we okay with that? Okay, from from the will of the Father. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And and because God doesn't want uh, us always to work, to move out of alignment, He brought the nature of His Son, the only Son that was righteous, the only Son that lived in alignment throughout all His life. Okay, he brought that very nature into us so that we can always be what in, in alignment with what the father. Are we okay with that? That is so awesome. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Wow. Say, because I have the nature of righteousness. Okay, because I have the nature of righteousness. Okay, I would always be in alignment to the will of the father. I would always be in alignment to the will of the king. Okay, because Jesus, okay, didn't just become, okay, uh, righteous by, by virtue of what relationship, but he, he became what righteous by virtue of what nature to. I love this so much. I love this so much. I love this so much. So I cannot move out of relationship because what Jesus is my nature. And if you are going to have this mindset, if you are going to receive this this experiential knowledge, if you are going to uh, 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 receive this kind of revelation and live according to it, you will see how awesome it is to live in alignment to God. And you see that it is very possible that a man can constantly live in the will of God only if he's going to work by what? By this revelation. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Okay. So we have also seen that what? Righteousness. Okay. Christ became our righteousness, okay, by virtue of what nature, okay, so that nature was given to us by the spirit of what Christ, which is the same as what the spirit of his son, hallelujah, okay, the spirit of Christ is, is in me, okay, the spirit of Christ is in me, the spirit of the son of God is in me, what the son did, I can do, how the son lived, I can live, I'll be okay with that, okay, very good, we need to work according to what this knowledge daily, hallelujah, Okay, all right. So to so also, I want to move on to uh, another thing concerning the righteousness of God. Okay, okay. Concerning um, act of righteousness. Okay, or our walk of righteousness. Our act of righteousness or our walk of what righteousness? Act of righteousness or walk of righteousness. Now, mostly people skip all this part that I've spoken about, and then they just quickly come to this part. They forget about uh, the righteousness of God as a king in the kingdom. They forget about 
righteousness as the demands, the standards, the requirements of the king in the kingdom. Then they also forget about uh, righteousness, okay, in, in, in uh, righteousness, okay, through Christ, okay, righteousness, as Christ being set as what, as our righteousness, so that uh, um, every dispute that we have with the Father, okay, that dispute is, is, is dealt with, that dispute is taken away, so that the, the, the place of reconciliation has now been given to us, so that now we are no longer at what, at dispute with the Father, or we are no longer at what, loggerheads with the Father, okay, there is peace, so the Bible says that righteousness, peace and joy, are we okay with that, okay? Very good, okay? So they also skip this one. Then they also skip the fact that, okay, um, by virtue of what? Righteousness, Christ has been set as what? As an advocate, he has been set as what? Uh, a mediator, he has also been set as what? As an intercessor, he has also been set as what? A high priest. They forget about all these things. And then they also forget about the fact that, or they don't even, you know, know the fact that Jesus is what? Uh, has been given to us as righteousness by nature. Because all these things must precede our our knowing, okay, our uh, our knowing the work of righteousness or the act of righteousness, okay, very good. Because if you don't have all this revelation, you don't have all this knowledge, you are going to struggle in your work of righteousness. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So in the in the kingdom, the king requires requires us to work to work in what righteousness or to. To, to bring out acts of what? Righteousness. From our nature. They must spring forth from, from what? Our nature. They must spring forth from what? Our nature. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. They must spring forth from our nature. Okay, very good. Alright, so, uh, and the basis for our work of righteousness is the fact that what? We have the nature of what? Righteousness. Okay, and that nature of righteousness is the spirit of Christ given to us. Are we okay with that? Okay, so now let's quickly look at the book of First John chapter two, verse twenty-nine. 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 Let me quickly go there. First John chapter two, verse twenty-nine. First John chapter two, verse twenty-nine. First John, okay, the Bible says here in the book of First John chapter 2 verse 29 that if you know that he is righteous, so in reference to in, in referring to Jesus, okay ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him, so the Bible speaks about the doing of righteousness, the act of righteousness, the work of righteousness, okay now I don't want to end here, now let's come to verse uh, uh, chapter 3 he said, behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of righteousness. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. He said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And he said, Every man that hath this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. He said, Whosoever committed sin, transgressed also the law, for sin is transgression of the law. And that, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abided in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness, so we see the same thing again. He that doeth righteousness, 
He that doeth righteousness, he that doeth righteousness, he that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. So we realize that and my righteousness, okay, is according to how he is righteous. So we spoke about the demands of what? Of God. The standards, okay. So the Bible says something uh, uh, in the book of uh, Matthew. It says, if your righteousness does not exceed the righteousness, oh my God, of the Pharisees. Jesus was talking about there is a particular kind of righteousness. And so that righteousness has a standard. It has what? A demand. It has a requirement. He said, but let's read it again. He said, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. So, anybody who walks in righteousness is righteous by nature, even as the king is righteous. Hallelujah. Now, let's continue. He said, he that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. He said that in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever do, doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now, so we watch it. Let's watch it carefully. We have come to the walk or the act of righteousness. Now, now that the Father has set Christ, okay, as our righteousness, are we okay with that? By virtue of what? By virtue of um, 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 of reconciliation, are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Advocacy, by virtue of uh, intercession, by virtue of a priesthood and all those kind of things. Okay. And now also that the Father, okay, has made Christ our righteousness by virtue of nature, by giving us the Spirit of Christ and the Spirit of His Son, there is a demand on everybody to walk in righteousness. And this righteousness that we are talking right now is in a position to see that everybody must eschew every form of sinful nature. By virtue of this revelation. Okay, so now in the kingdom of God, these are the two, there are two people here. There are people that only talk about what God has done for us in Christ by virtue of righteousness. That, oh, God has made Christ my righteousness. He has made me aligned to Christ. There's now no more dispute between me and, and, and the Father. There's now no more condemnation between me and the Father. And secondly, Christ has also become my righteousness by nature. So, oh, nothing can ever happen to me again. I can just walk anyhow. I can just do anything. I don't need to ask for forgiveness of sin. I can just walk anyhow. Okay, so there is this people, okay, and, and we call this kind of people, okay, uh, the people that look at only the, the objective and the positional aspect of righteousness. Okay, and there are certain people too that forget about everything positional. The fact that uh, uh, Christ has been made righteousness unto us by virtue of relationship and by virtue of nature. They forget about all this and then they try to manufacture their own righteousness, which we call self-righteousness. 
Are we okay with that? So these people only look at dispositional righteousness. And none of this can ever gratify the heart or please the heart of the king. We must always what look at these two things. The Bible says that what for the word of God is good and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the knee. So there is the twofold truth or the the the, the two sided truth. Have you that the finished work of Christ and then what the current work of the Holy Ghost? Have you that? So don't just we, we we are speaking about all these revelations. About how that the Father has set the Son to be a means of righteousness by virtue of bringing us into the place of alignment. So that now there's no dispute between me and the Father. There's no condemnation between me and the Father. There's no offense between me and the Father. There is peace and joy between me and the Father, between me and the King. Okay? And then Christ has also become our righteous by virtue of what? Nature. Hallelujah. Okay, it doesn't just end there. It doesn't just end there. We need to proceed. Standing on these revelations, I must now begin to produce the fruit of righteousness. I must now begin to walk the walk of righteousness. By virtue of this, if there is any sinful act in my life, I must begin to what? Depart from those things by virtue of these revelations. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus. So now we begin to what 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 in the we begin to produce fruit of righteousness. Okay, if there are addictions in my life, by virtue of this, the addictions are begin to break because I have the nature. Now you when, when we're reading this particular place in first John, it was talking about sonship and how that he that is born of God, he that is born of God, he that has been born by the king, he that has been born by the father. Into the family, born by the king, into you know the kingdom. This person has what the the, the seed of God remains in him. So why do we sometimes walk in unrighteousness? Why do we have some simple practices in our lives? One, it is because we lack the knowledge that the Christ has been set. Okay, Christ has become our nature. Okay, two. And sometimes, even if we know it, we just know it mentally. We don't know it deeply in our hearts. We just know it by doctrine, but not experientially. So because of that, I know Christ is my righteousness. Yet, my life is so far from Christ being my righteousness. The Bible says, don't not be deceived. Don't deceive yourself. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. So there is a righteous that is that comes by virtue of doing, established on the fact that my nature is now the nature of righteousness. Okay? By me having the spirit of Christ and then what? The spirit of the Son. How Christ, the Son, obeyed. That spirit of sonship has been put into me. So now I become a son and I can walk in righteousness. Oh my God. Oh my God. By this revelation, Things can break away. By this revelation, addictions can break away. By this, uh, by this revelation, pornography, uh, masturbation, fornication, anger, wrath, fear, uncertainties can break away. Clamor 
you know all those kind of works of the flesh. When I know that is the nature that has been given to me. And there's a demand that I live out this nature to do the work, the, the works of righteousness or the acts of righteousness. The acts of righteousness. To walk with the Father. To walk with the Father in righteousness. To walk with the Father in righteousness. To walk with the Father. To make sure that by this nature, you see, so look at it. If I do not walk in righteousness, it is going to affect my relationship with the Father. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't. That is what the Bible said. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's look at some more scriptures. Okay, from the book of um, Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Five. Okay, very good. I want to start from um, verse five. Also, from verse one. Finish the five from verse one. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. Okay, very good. And are giving Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh sin. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking. Nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you. 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 With vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. He said, For ye were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. He said, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Ah, what a beauty. What a beauty. Let me also quote. So the, the Bible, don't, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived at all. Don't be deceived. For the wrath of God. So you realize that when we begin to do this act, Okay, it will always affect our alignment with the Father. It will always affect our alignment with the Father. It will always affect our alignment with the Father. It will affect our alignment with the Father. And I have a, a very powerful scripture here. We say that is that um, in um, Psalm eighty-five, from verse twelve to thirteen. Okay, Psalm eighty-five. The Bible says, "I'm reading from the AMP." It said that yes, the Lord will. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness shall go before him. Listen, he said, righteousness shall go before him, and shall make his footsteps a way in which to walk. Psalm 85. I wanted to read from the AMPC, but I don't have the hard copy of the AMPC. He said what? Righteousness shall go before him, and shall make his way a footstep to walk in. Righteousness. So the nature of righteousness shall go and make a way for us to walk in righteousness. Even in the Old Testament, they knew this. Do not let us be deceived. Don't be deceived. Start, 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 start just moving with this revelation. Pray with this revelation. Father, I need the manifestation 
of the nature of righteousness to begin to work in me experientially. Lord, I know it is in me positionally. That, that, that nature is in me. But Lord, then they begin to work. So there are certain practices who pick up practices that will begin to activate this nature of righteousness in us. Hallelujah. Wow, our time is coming to an end. I just have about 30 minutes more. Okay, so we shouldn't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Hallelujah. There is, there is a movement that only looks at what? Only the positional aspect of righteousness. But there is a dispositional aspect of, of righteousness also. They only look at the objective, what Christ and the Father has done for us concerning righteousness. But they don't look at what, after what they have done, there, there is an expectation that is placed upon us. Hallelujah. There is an expectation that is, that is placed upon us. Christ is waiting for us to bear the fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. So we are supposed to walk the work of what? Righteousness. When I don't walk the work of righteousness, it will affect my relationship of righteousness with the Father. So you realize that it is because of, you know, the Bible said that I have written unto you that you, you should not sin. But if you sin, it's not when you sin. You know, there are the winds of scripture and the ease of scripture. When you pray, when you give, when you fast, but there is the if of scripture, if he sin. So it means that concerning our relationship, okay, the relationship of righteousness, which is alignment to the Father, to the will of the Father, okay, by peace and joy, uh, by peace and joy, which are the fruits. So anytime that you know um, there is a move, uh, there's there is another movement now that says that there's no need for you to ask for forgiveness of sin, okay, because they say that. Um, what they call it. They say that um, there is nothing, one of their arguments is that Paul never asked the believers to ask for forgiveness of sin. Are we okay with that? Okay. And the only part of forgiveness that we should ask for forgiveness of sin was in the book of First John. Are we okay with that? And then they also said that the first part of First John were written to unbelievers in the church. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. Alright. Now, but we realize that some of the things that were said, said in First John were said in the other aspect of, of, you know, of the other chapters, okay, in the book of John. I'll be okay with that, okay, very good. So we can clearly say that the book of First John was not only written to certain people in the church. I'll be okay with that. And John didn't say that, I am writing this one to the unbelievers in the church. Fine! Certain things may be written to unbelievers in chapter 1, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all the things in, in the book of First uh, John were written to what unbelievers. Are we okay with that? Okay, it may have been written to believers that were also going astray. Are we okay? Because throughout the book of First John, we can see that the Bible spoke about the fact that okay, the the brother who doesn't love another brother abides in death and in darkness. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. All right. So these are some of the things, and you know, I don't think that. You can just, you know, go and do something that the Bible speaks against. And then you just come back and then you say, oh, I'm just there. Like, you just come. You are just walking. Like, this is this. You know, this is a family matter. Okay. And I'm bringing it to human I speak as a man now. Like, you are relating to your father. And then you have done something to your father. And then when you come back, you just come back and then you just want to walk like that. Won't you just say, daddy, I missed this thing. Sorry. Are we okay with that? And then, this is the reason why the advocate said, if any man sins, we have an advocate with what? 
the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Jesus Christ the righteous. Jesus Christ the righteous. Jesus Christ the righteous. And it has been set forth as a propitiation. So there is a requirement for the work of what? Righteousness. And if you don't work the work of righteousness, it will always affect our relationship, our alignment. Hallelujah. Today I want to exhort you. There's also another aspect of our righteousness, which is what the work of righteousness. Now the works of righteousness are quite different from the work of righteousness. They are just will just be done in, in, in a short while. Okay. Now the work of righteousness speaks of the life of sacrifice. The life of sacrifice. The works of righteousness. The life of sacrifice. Now I want us to move to the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 13. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Okay, so let me go to read it. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Let me read that. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. says that and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me right blessed are the dead which die in the law from henceforth yes see the spirits he said what they may that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them 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 one of the things that we are going to realize that in heaven Okay, in our resurrection bodies, okay, when you pass, are we okay with that? One of the things that you see that everything that you did for the every sacrifice, every every sacrifice, you know, I spoke about our holy priesthood in the book of um First Peter chapter two. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. That the Bible says that what we have been made lively stones, okay, that we should what we should offer up spiritual sacrifices. Are we okay with that? I don't have time, but I would have spoken about the parable of the mina. The parable of the ten pounds, how that it is different from the parable of the talent. In the parable of the talent, okay, the people were were given different number of talents. Somebody was giving five, somebody was giving two, somebody was giving one. But in the parable of the mina, okay, there were ten minutes, and then the Lord called or the king called uh, um, 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 ten servants and gave each of them one. But at the end, even though each of them were giving one mina, one mina, one mina, one mina. Some people produce five minutes. Some people produce two minutes. Some people produce ten minutes from the same one. Those are the works of righteousness. Now, the parable of the talent deals with capacity. So, according to their capacity, some were giving five, some were giving two, some were giving one. But in the parable of the mina, no. There were certain things that were given the same. Like, for example, the Bible says that God has dealt with every man, okay, According to what uh, has dealt with every man, the measure of faith. So the faith that God gave to me in my salvation is the same faith that God gave to you. The same Holy Spirit that was given to you when you were baptized is the same Holy Spirit that was given to me. We all have 24 hours in the in the in the day. We all we all have the same Bible. My Bible is no different from your Bible. So that speaks of the meaner. But let me tell you something. Certain people. Uh, they are entering deeper into the word of God than certain people. 
certain people are increasing in the in the in the in the in the holy books more than certain other people. Hallelujah. Certain people's faith are growing deeper and stronger than other people. This this comes by virtue of sacrifice. Somebody will decide to pray for two hours, fine, but somebody will decide to push more. How will you give that? So this speaks about what the works of righteousness. How that we're able to sacrifice. How that we're able to sacrifice for the sake of the Lord. You know, Bible says that anybody, okay, that uh, uh, do that does anything to a prophet, okay, shall receive a prophet a prophet's reward. Anything, anybody that does anything to a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's, you know, reward. Even just a cold uh, cup of water. Hallelujah. So, what are you, what are you doing when you wake up the twenty-four hours? How much of that do you give to God? How much of your time do you give to God? Somebody may be giving eight hours of their day to God. Somebody may be giving, you know, twelve hours of their day to God. You don't expect you that you give fifteen minutes of your day to God to get the same works or to get the same word. No way, you can't. You can't. The Bible said, I honor those who honor me. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Hallelujah. Okay. The Bible said, open your mouth wide and I shall feel it. How much of God do you desire? How much of God do you desire? These are the things that can, we can now walk in the works of righteousness. The Bible said, but be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, so let the words of Christ dwell in your heart richly. How much? How much of this are you doing? These ones will produce the works of righteousness. Hallelujah! I have three minutes more. Okay, so I said next week we are going to move on to um, the kingdom series. Okay, we are going to start another topic: the kingdom series. Are we doing that? The kingdom within and the kingdom without. Okay, but I just needed to explain. Righteousness, okay, because if we go to the kingdom, we'll be seeing a lot of this word, okay, this word, righteousness, 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 seeking first the kingdom and its righteousness, hallelujah, okay, God richly bless you, let's just take a quick word of prayer, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, we, we honor you, Lord, we give you the glory for this time in your presence, we thank you for everything that you have done for us, Lord, Lord, as we have learned about the the Christ being our righteousness, but okay, to establish relationship and Christ being our righteousness by nature. Lord, let us also walk the work of righteousness. Let us be abound in the works of righteousness. Lord, we thank you. Let addictions break. Let sinful natures, Lord, tear down by virtue of this revelation. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.